0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining PB and Style. I'm so excited to have with me on the show today, Miss Jenna Dakins. She is so cute, guys. I found her on Instagram and I just had to reach out because I loved, just listen to the name of her business. It's in the details, darling. <laughs> I wanted to sit down and chat with her about her personal journey um, to what she's doing now, some common things that she's Um, scene with her supporting other entrepreneurs, and then I wanted her to share some pitfalls that um, she's found from her clients because they don't really know their true why. So I'm so excited. Stay tuned. You are in for a treat. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. All right, Jenna, thank you so much for being with us on the show today. I'm so excited to dive right in. Um, But before I do, let me just share a little bit about you to our listeners. Guys, Jenna is a system strategist and brand manager who helps travel professionals and specialized creatives gain back freedom in their business through system implementation and task management. She believes wherever you are, you should be all there. Life, business, and everything in between. You can find her working through her to-do list at a cozy coffee shop or getting lost in the streets of a quaint city or spending a quiet night with her husband and two sweet pups. Thank you so much, Jenna, for being on the show. Thank you
1: so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: You know, what really fascinated me about your, um, IG page was how you, um, are just, first of all, you're very, the the, the site itself when you go to Jenna's website is so soft and pretty and just like soothing. And I love, love that. But I, I saw something, um, on your website and you said that you are someone who works with others to make their lives and tasks run smoothly and efficiently daily and one of the things that i try to instill in my clients and um people who are asking me questions about personal branding is this whole idea of how much easier your life would be and how much easier things would run if you really tapped into who you were as a person and what you needed to be successful. So before we get really deep into um, how that applies to this conversation, give us a little bit more details about in the details, darling. like share with us who you are besides the by our rib, but <laughs> who you are and in the details, darling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, again, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I started my business um, about three years ago now, and I started it based upon the fact that I have a passion for assisting others. And I have a passion for not just that I want their lives to, of course, run smoothly, but I want them to be able to Have the best of both worlds, where they are achieving what they desire while still being able to be that mom, or be that daughter, or be that wife, or whatever it might be, to bring them balance into their lives. Um, So, if it's that they want to serve more clients, or maybe they want to work three days a week so they can be present as a mom, um, whatever it might be. So that's where the basis of my business was started, and I saw an absolute need for it, um, being that I was in an industry that um, I was working for someone who did need that. I kind of hit a plateau where, um, I implemented what I could and, um, I needed to move on and really start assisting more people who were really focused, um, from a standpoint of doing just that so that they wanted to grow their businesses. They wanted to grow their families or anything of the sort. So everything started around that. And then, um, my passion really has helped the business take off because I'm very, um, particular um, in a very kind way but very particular about who I work with because when you're outsourcing um, it is a scary world and so I built my brand and when you said soothing that was amazing to me because that is one of my my words that I focus on Um, I built my brand around trust Um, I want to be in their businesses I want to know their children's names I want to know what makes them tick what makes them nervous um, what excites them and essentially allow them to focus on what they do best Uh, that's that's the end goal so whether that's like a like you mentioned I um, do assist travel professionals so they design customized beautiful itineraries they their best work isn't actually those minor details preparing for trips and that's yes. where I step in so uh, that's where everything really started um, and it's just so fun to be able to be in the background of businesses I am not a I don't want to be in the center of attention by any stretch and that's where this works really well. Um, But it's fun to be able to see people grow their businesses. I had one client grow their business, her business 30% last year, just simply being able to focus on what she does best. So um, that gets me going. Obviously you can hear it in my voice that gets (laughs) me excited. Um, And I just simply want to be there to help and I want to support them. But also um, it's, a mutual relationship, we are in a partnership, we are collaborating together. Uh, I want to always bring value, so I won't sit there and do tasks just to get them off the list. I will make sure that we are collaborating and making sure that we are headed in the direction to constantly be elevating their brand. So again, uh, it's very specific who I work with because I have to have that personal relationship.
0: And I love that because it really speaks to what I, you know, the whole idea of, of, of When I'm working with someone who may eventually need to work with you, Mm -hmm. it's so important for them to know what they need to be successful, um, how they work, what motivates them, what's going to get them to meet the deadline that you may give them so that you can do the task that you need to do Mm -hmm. for them. And I like the fact that you talked about um, soothing was really a word that you had in mind Mm -hmm. that you wanted people to feel when they visited anything that you have put out and that is what i call a brand legacy and you left a a fabulous one because i really did i loved every it stood out first of all just saying in the details, darling (laughs) makes me happy so um, but aside from that you know when you go and you read what it is you do and how you're helping people it just i just really wanted to talk to you about this because you seem to have done a really good job um sharing that nonverbal message of soothing and comforting Mm -hmm. and here to help, here to encourage um, on your website. So it's possible. And I wanted people to see that. And Mm -hmm. I really wanted them to hear what you just said, like the whole journey to getting there wasn't about, oh, I want to be someone's assistant. No, it was, about I really want to help these people because I want to give them their life back. Mm -hmm. And that was the message behind what you're saying is that, I don't, you know, yeah, great. I'll do the admin stuff, but I'm doing this so that you can go to the beach with your daughter and have a good time and not be stressed out about whether or not that email was sent or whether or not that brand was pitched to you. I've I've got you covered. I'm going to make sure that you, you know, have what you need. And so in 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 line with that, what are you seeing as some of the challenges your clients are facing with the like the inability to really connect? Um, themselves enough to their brand that it makes working with you a little bit easier.
1: Mm -hmm. They are so consumed um, in the day-to-day tasks. They're overwhelmed. They're overworked. And when you're overwhelmed and overworked, you don't have time to sit back and just think or just be. Um, I know, for example, and I'm speaking for myself on this too. um, Sometimes I get caught up in that where when I just have a couple hours, even a couple days away from a computer, away from a screen is where your best ideas come. So one first and foremost is just completely being overworked. And that's when they, a lot of times people reach out and that's great, but that is almost out of a need, it's a desperation reach out and they're not technically prepared for the help because if you're not set up and I'm going to get into systems because if you're not set up in systems and you're not sure what you want to outsource. Um, you cannot fully utilize that person. So essentially anyone um, that I, I work with um, so I have some recurring clients but I also do system setups because I want to prepare those businesses to bring on uh, whatever help it might be. Um, so that's everything from making sure their workflows and candy mills are set up they have a uh, we create a handcrafted client experience so that their client is taken care of from the day they in- send an inquiry to, Honestly, a year down the road, we don't want we want clients to feel special throughout the whole process, and want them to know that that person is always there for them. So there's touch points along the way, and so having um, that set up not only helps you feel confident in selling and confident putting out what you're putting out, but it also allows you to look at your full process and be. Like, okay, this is an area I do not need to be doing myself. This is an area I can outsource. Like, I'm not an expert in accounting, so maybe I shouldn't be doing my books. Or this is a time stuff for me. Or this does not, does not provide value. I don't provide value in this area of my business where I could be essentially earning more money if, I, if that's a goal. Earning more money by just focusing on what I do best. So um, that's really um, that's really what we look
0: at. Yeah, I mean, you're speaking my language, girlfriend. <laughs> you are speaking my language. I mean, this is this is so dynamic because I have been getting more and more uh, requests for help with just what you just talked about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I am like I'm in the middle of this struggle myself because I feel like what you just described to me was. That person, I would say you really need to develop a personal brand because when you do, you are setting yourself up for success when you work with anybody else because now you know what you need. But the challenge I've been having lately, Jenna, is I'm getting these questions surrounding what I believe personal branding is. Questions like, How can I create a process? You know, how can I work with my, how can I get myself organized? How can I do these different things? I'm like, All these things are they still from you really knowing who you are and developing this brand and how you want to work with people. So I'm feeling like personal branding is just not the terminology I need to be using because if I'm saying it repeatedly and I'm still getting questions about the things that could benefit from the personal branding, then they're not getting the message. But what you're saying is really to work with other people, you have to know what you need to be successful. you got to know you. Because if you're setting someone up for systems and they don't even know how to onboard a client, they want to work with you because they're ready to delegate, but they don't even know how to onboard a client. So it makes your job much tougher because mm-hmm. how can you get them what they need and do what needs to be done if they've not even figured out what does it look like to bring somebody on so that they can tell you, right?
1: Yeah. So exactly. just...
0: It just makes life. I love what you said here that they're overworked, but not prepared Mm -hmm. for the help.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. One big key is to never reach out out of desperation. It's to reach out. You have to, you have to soul search a little bit. And um, like, like you mentioned uh, you have to one know yourself and who you want to serve. And that is developing your ideal client. And if you don't have that ideal client, like in detail, Um, who you want to serve, you cannot, you can't communicate with them because you're going to be trying to talk to a bunch of different people. And that's where the personal branding comes in is that's going to be very similar to your likes, your dislikes, what you would be doing. My ideal client is sitting in a coffee shop, working through their to-do list because we connect. I want a very personal relationship with my people. So I know how to speak to them.
0: Jenna, if you were a pastor, I would be saying, taking
1: your text, girl. You have just thought you can preach on
0: that one for an entire sermon. I love it. That is so true. So, so true. I love it. Okay. So you talked about this a little bit, and I found this on your website as well, and I loved it. And you said, there is no mile I wouldn't go to add extra personal touches and ensure tasks are completed to the best of my ability. So I want to know from you, what are some of those personal touches? And is there someone close to you that influenced this desire to help mm-hmm. others?
1: Yeah. So that's actually just been a personal personality trait of mine. I am one of five kids. I'm the second oldest. And I feel like that nurturing um, aspect of me has just always been a part of me. Um, my my dad is actually a business owner. He's been a, I have watched him grow his business since I was little and um, has been a hero of mine and inspiration of mine. Um, And his, the little simple details and the simple touches I think are the things that go a long way. Uh, People will remember that handwritten note you sent them. Uh, People will remember if you remember their children's names and it's nothing crazy. It really, you don't have to be spending a ton of money spending gifts or anything like that. But Essentially, the little details are the surprising and the delighting of the client experience process, I and that's that. Um, say that again. <laughs> I love that. It. Surprising and delighting. So it's the unexpected. It is um, when I send some homework, which is sometimes pretty tedious for my setup clients. Um, I always like to send a little caffeine gift card of some sort with it so that they can sip on coffee, they're doing their homework, it makes it a little bit more fun. Um, And that's just something very simple. But um, it's also asking the right questions to get to know your clients, Um, engaging with them in about their lives and what gets them ticking and what are pain points and essentially the questions you're asking they're going to open up and those are the questions that will end up, you guys can be able to connect on a whole different level. Um, right. But the whole client experience is about communication. So open communication is everything. People do not want to be guessing. If they're hiring you, they don't want to be guessing what's going on. Um, ongoing communication. And then, like I said, surprising and delighting. So that's exceeding expectations. That's not, that's over under promising and over delivering. So those little surprise elements along the way are what are going to make a whole difference. And that is something as simple as maybe extending your Um, end date of a project by five days because you can you know you can get it to them earlier and that's just a little surprise for them along the way
0: kind of like this podcast interview where
1: I said I was going to be 15 minutes late but I got here eight minutes late exactly that's a surprise that was a surprise element (laughs) exactly exactly I love that okay so
0: One thing you said that I have just kind of been on cloud nine about and been bragging about it to my husband and anybody else that'll Mm -hmm. listen is when you, I sent you all the information about this podcast and then Mm -hmm. you sent a note back giving me some like kudos for being organized Mm -hmm. with my process. And I have just been on cloud nine, honey. (laughs) And I have been telling anybody that will listen, listen, she does this for a living. And she said, (laughs) that I am organized and I love it. So my question is when it comes to this approach to organization and like working with your clients and helping them kind of knock out the things that they have on their to-do list, how do you, or I guess the question I want to know is how did you come to the point where an organization was your thing and helping people like get their details together. Okay. I recognize that you said you know your father's an entrepreneur, you're mm-hmm. the second oldest and so you had that nurturing element mm-hmm. but then where did the whole organization piece come from?
1: Yeah it's a personality trait for sure that comes from my mom no question. however um, different I have had different paths that led me to what I do today. One being I was a college athlete. And so being very meticulous and um, managing my time properly was an important aspect of just making sure I could achieve being the athlete, but also doing well in school. Another is I went to culinary school, which is very, yeah, which is uh, very unique. So I was, I'm actually a trained pastry chef. So in order to execute in a kitchen, you have to have what's called mise en place. So mise en place are preparing your, um, essentially preparing your ingredients to execute whatever you are making and everything is prepared in advance. So um, for instance, my mise en place every day is already prepared the night before and that's my task list. Um, And then then in addition to that, I was also um, an operations manager and how I think is making sure things are done in systematic ways to um, accomplish in the most efficient ways. So my brain thinks like that. Not everyone thinks that way. Um, Some tips to get to that point is one could be outsourcing, but another is just simply having one home base for everything um, that you're doing, Um, making sure your workflows are written out and everything like that. I use a project management tool called Asana to do a lot of that. Amazing. And it's amazing. And you can add, you can have a board that's simply like the home board that I have like where all my logos live, my branding, my mission statement, um, and some passwords, like things like that all live in one place so that my team can all access that as well. Um, and essentially it's just making sure that the system works for the person. There are no two systems that are ever the same because my, one of my clients doesn't work the same as my other, nor, nor do two people think the same way. So, um, that's why I'm in a unique setting is people are like, well, why do you love doing what you do? And it's because my mind thinks in an organized fashion. And um, again, I'm a creative. I think in very creative ways, but also systematic ways. Um, So it's interesting. You
0: you are really, um, I'm really loving this interview because everything you're saying is really so, it's such synergy with what I try to get people to understand. And what is happening is you are showing the implementation of what I've been trying to explain because what you just told me was, and and you'll, I don't know if you, if you've listened to any of my podcasts at all, but one of the things like a reoccurring theme is your passion takes a journey to its purpose. And Mm -hmm. you have already said that this personality trait that you have of wanting to care and nurture really stemmed from being the second oldest child, and, you know, uh, seeing, uh, and wanting to take care of and do those things. Okay. So that's the first thing you have this desire to care for and help other people. But then the organization comes in. Well, how did you make decisions based on that? Well, you ended up being a college athlete where you had to be organized. Then you were now you're a culinary chef where you do Mm -hmm. pastry chef. And so you have this whole process for that. And then you were operations manager. So when you look back at it, if you were to just stop and like take a picture of what has happened in your past and decisions that you've made to get where you are today, how else would you have come? I mean, that's how you came to the conclusion that in the details, darlings, is just where I need to be because I love helping people and I know how to create systems so that people can be their best selves and have time to do the things that they love. So again, we're back to... (laughs) personal branding, really understanding what this is about and how you need, what you need to operate and do your best. And then how can you begin to walk that out in whatever business that you're coming up with? So I love that. And then love that you said, um, Uh, you have to find your ideal client. Mm -hmm. And, And that is so true. Again, I will take that back to personal branding because if you are, if you don't know who you are and the type of client that you want to work with, the person that you resonate with so that you can help them, then what happens is you end up picking up every dollar that someone puts down and it's not beneficial for you. Because in a lot of instances, when you do that, you have to work and kill yourself to earn that one little dollar and you never feel like you're paid enough because this person wasn't the right fit in the first place. So I love that you said that. And then this whole idea of having ongoing communication, then exceeding people's expectations and the fact that you say systems work for the individual. Like you have to, like it's your system may not work for me. Now I do feel like we're a sister in Asana love because <laughs> I do love Asana myself. Yeah. And so you're right. But the way you use Asana may not be the way I use mm-hmm. Asana. Exactly. And so you can't go to, um, like your client can't come to you and say, set me up exactly how you set yourself up. Cause I see that you're doing great things and you're able to get so much mm-hmm. done. Well, that's just because that's how you operate. Mm -hmm. But we still have to recognize in ourselves how we need to operate in order for your system, the tool you're using to work for for me and my business, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Because if I pop in and set up a system for you and you don't use it, it's a waste of your time, your money. Um, So the questions I ask going into it are so important because they might, people might be like, why are you asking me this? Like, this isn't about how my workflow is, but it's simply to gauge um, really wh- what level they will be able to interact with different systems. Like, are they better with just simply adding candy mails into their Gmail because they're not going to use a CRM? Um, little things like that go a long way, or like, what is your knowledge base of a CRM? Um, things like that, just Really go a long way for um, because if they're not going to use it, it's not going to be beneficial. But having a system, a proper system set up in a business, can be another set of hands without hiring an employee.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a one-woman show. Yeah. As a matter of fact, like after we get off the phone, I'm like, okay, yeah. so let's how how do I get this team we spoke <laughs> of? Cause I need one. Um, but you, so in this, I want to kind of add on to this question because we found out how you came to this approach. But did you ever question the value? Like once you figured out that, okay, I want to help people and I have this organization idea, like I have this, this talent, have, did you ever question its value? Like when you first got started, did you think, you know, nobody's going to pay me for this or maybe I need to add on these bells and whistles to make it more valuable. Did that ever occur to you?
1: It Constantly. Um, I feel like we're always constantly playing the comparison game. Um, I try not to fall into that, but I certainly do. Uh, But then again, I'm offering something unique because it's coming from me versus someone could offer the same thing, but it's coming from me. I have a whole different perspective. So I I think that 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 is something I have to constantly remind myself. Um, I also have to constantly remind myself that people don't think how I think. So I think in systems, whereas especially the people I'm serving, being travel professionals or very specialized creatives, they are very great at their craft and what they're designing or what they're photographing or the copy they're writing or the trips they're planning. And that's what they want to focus on. So my ideal client, there's really, of course, there's a limit on what they want to spend, but they appreciate value and they see the value that I'm giving off to them. And so once I personally developed my like whole process and my system and the way I wanted to execute things, that gave me the confidence in putting yes. a certain price tag and sending it off. So it's more internal confidence than I know people are going to see the value, but it's me being confident putting that out based upon knowing that I'm going to take care of them well.
0: I think... Everything you just said was fantastic. And I just could stop the whole interview. (laughs) That's so true. I love that you said that because one of the things I think people struggle with is, like you said, the comparison game, but they don't understand that even if there are a thousand people doing exactly what you're doing, and odds are there are a thousand Mm -hmm. people doing Mm -hmm. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. No one has the passion you have for that Mm -hmm. thing no one has the background influence and experience with that thing. Cause you're only one person
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then no one has the perspective you have on it. Like you, I'm not the only person in, on the planet doing marketing, but my right. perspective on marketing is different from the next person's because it's my perspective. It's like a thumbprint. It's like your fingerprint. Like nobody else has, the same, because I feel like our perspective is like a, it's like a stew, you know, it's like our own special recipe. And our perspective comes from our experience, influences, people who inspire us, that's what triggers our perspective. And if we're the only one walking in the shoes through those experiences, and with those influencers, then nobody else can have that same perspective. So I love that you made that plain in reason that, the way that you're able to get out of the comparison game. I love that you made Mm -hmm. that. And I want that to be clear to people because Mm -hmm. we can get stuck in it and we can feel really bad. And then what do they call it? The imposter syndrome where you feel like you're not really valuable, that no one's going to find value. Right. And and we can overcome that if we just start to think about, you know, nobody has what I have. Like, right. I know everybody else is doing it, but I'm very unique in this way. (laughs)
1: exactly and my goals aren't the same as the next person's goals. exactly so if I'm comparing myself to the next person that makes very little sense um, being that we are in a different direction and we are on different paths and um it's not easy though it's really not easy to do that but I think keeping those in mind really do go a long way well
0: I have a couple more questions and then I'm gonna let you go because I know mm-hmm. we have time constraints but mm-hmm. kind of the first question I want to know before we end I got two the first one is what are your definitions of personal branding and authentic marketing?
1: Yeah, that's those are great questions. Um, essentially, both uh, the basis of it is simply trust and value. So, trust uh, all I, everything that I'm putting out, anything that I share. Um, I think it's so important that I am gaining the trust of my audience. I'm sustaining and keeping the trust of my current clients. And I am bringing value. I am not um, anything. I'm not just going to put something up like have a great Monday or have a great Tuesday. I'm going to bring something that when people are coming to me, they know they're going to get something valuable from me. So for me, that is what that's the basis of it. But I think it is just being true to yourself. And again, being true to your ideal client, you have to be speaking to that person. And a lot of times that ideal client, very similar to the person you are and so that match is really a match in heaven because you're speaking from your heart and you're speaking to the people you want to be communicating to i love it
0: that is fantastic so before we go with all these great pearls tell me what do you have coming up right now where can people go to access something that you have got um because i want them to have whatever you have
1: yeah. So I'm actually something really exciting. Um, I don't have an exact date yet, but I'm rebranding. So I'm launching a brand new website and I'm really excited. It's really beautiful. Soothe has been a big part of that oh, um, yay. That, that process as well. And so I'm really excited about that. And any, you can reach me on Instagram or email me at Jenna at in the dot I'm always, I'm always here to like help and be a friend and, um, provide, I, I have a, Often as well that's um, called seven ways to create balance in your business and I think that is a really great start to implementing systems and into your business and
0: I love that okay so I'm just gonna say thank you so much for being on PBN Style the podcast guys we will definitely have all of Jenna's information in the uh, podcast notes so if you haven't already go ahead and uh, subscribe to PBN style and over on iTunes and Spotify, please leave us a review. How did you like this podcast? And then Jenna and I want to know from you, what systems do you have in place? Like what are you using to be organized in your business and be in the details darling? (laughs) Um, So until next time, please, please, please have a great week guys. And we will talk to you soon. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AFPatrickConsult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AFPatrick, and Instagram at AFPatrick. Thanks, and we'll
1: see you next time.